Hello, welcome to another episode of Get Off My Lawn. I'm your host, Eric Buckner, and this week I'm asking the question, what if? The question, what if, is because of one thing that we all need to consider. Four years ago, about this time, we had pretty much determined that the person that would be leading this next four years was a woman by the name of Hillary Clinton. But as you see, that did not happen. It's four years later now, and we have to at least sit here and consider what if, what if the leader wins again? So let's have a conversation about it, folks. What if, what if the man who has led the last four years in the White House the man whose name I can't even bring myself to consistently say because of how disrespected I feel by how he has ruined our democracy. What if he does get enough votes to once again win the presidency? I would say that happens if indeed he wins by the means of which he won last time, which is by the Electoral College. It, of course, would mean that somewhere, perhaps here in my city of Michigan, well, my city of Detroit, Michigan, I should say, or basically someplace similar to that, could not muster up enough people to vote, and that in turn gives him the edge that he needs to win said electoral college. What if it happens? So first of all, we will assume that if he does indeed win, the conspiracies will fly. Usually in most elections where there's a large verbal turnout, at least 70 to perhaps 80 percent of all eligible voters vote, those elections are usually won by a Democratic candidate, according to the research. So seeing that apparently will be the case here. If he manages to win, my concern would be that we have a problem because the vast majority, at least from what you consider to be credible news outlets, are showing that at this point he is well behind in certain polls. So for him to suddenly win, particularly when he predicted there would be issues in regards to voters, suppression, mail-in ballots, and what have you, it would have you think that he did something to make that happen. That's going to cause chaos. Let's be honest. Whether he wins or not, there'll be some form of chaos in several parts of the nation. That's just how polarizing this situation has become. But if he does win, particularly in that manner, much like four years ago, but probably even more so, there will be protests in the streets and that will not be dealt with well. Consider his proposition during the Black Lives Matter movement this year when the protests and things got out of hand. And his suggestion was, particularly to people in quote-unquote democratic cities, that he would have the armed forces come in and restore order in less than half an hour. 
with him no longer having to worry about the optics of such things for the next four years. I'm pretty sure he will definitely carry through on those threats in most cases. And it's not going to be a good thing. Not at all. So we have that problem. Then, of course, because his nominee will probably be put into the rotations soon after her confirmation vote sometime Monday or Tuesday. He then sets himself up to get a lot of things, quote unquote, corrected. As we all know, the leader has a problem with the previous administration led under President Barack Obama. And systematically, it seems he's trying to do things to change a lot of things that he himself put into play. Of course, the Affordable Care Act is one of them. You will also have to assume that he will definitely try to get Roe versus Wade struck down. And then definitely go in on several of the issues involving the LBGT community. Those things play toward his base of conservative God-fearing people. But yet and still, they also serve him in some way, shape, or form as well. As you see, most of the policies, at least from where I sit, that he tries to implement Definitely favors the 1%, the, the richest among us in America. So, of course, there'll be more things that he will also do, I imagine, to try to make it beneficial to be rich. Keep in mind, we're still waiting for him to reveal his taxes. And, of course, if he wins, that's probably not going to happen. It's very unlikely, I would believe. So that, of course, will probably lead him to do other things from a tax standpoint that would benefit the wealthy or business people in general. The payroll tax cut that he has proposed and wants to implement, the one that basically will drain a lot of the money from the Social Security and Medicaid rolls would definitely come into play. Then, of course, if he gets... Obama pair thrown out basically this backup plan I feel never will come to creation because there is no plan there is no intention to be a plan because ultimately the people in his ear that has his his best interest at heart whatever they may be are probably based in the pharmaceutical companies and the doctor lobbyists and what have you so that in the end we get no health plan and those of us who could not afford it before will probably not so again and that all leads to the biggest problem of all that we'll get to in a little bit but yes we have to also consider if he is the leader for the next four years what the next four years will bring to the table as we know, the George Floyd trial is scheduled to start sometime in March. What if that does not go the way we think it should? You would think, yeah, that's an open and shut case. We all saw it. We all saw the videos. We've seen the body cams, what have you. But as we know, in the past, these things have not turned out the way we expected them to. 
Think about the whole Rodney King thing years ago and what caused that major violence. The fact that all those officers got off and Rodney, the beating of him was initially went unjustified. That did not bode well. And of course, if you base it on what we saw from the initial reaction of the George Floyd violence, for those officers to not be, particularly the one who actually did the actual crime itself, if he was to somehow get off or basically not be charged or convicted of said crime, I think we have 1968 times two here in America, perhaps even around the world. Because at that point, you can't see it but anything else as black people being disrespected. As the police running everything and the people mean nothing. And that's going to lead to a very bad situation. And of course, we still wait for the president to give us some type of empathy, some type of understanding that he understands why people are so upset. That has yet to occur in that case, the Arbor case or any of these other cases involving crimes against African-Americans. So with him now being in power for four more years and not having to worry about what we think. Do we really expect him to deal with it any better at that point? Or perhaps even worse. It could get real ugly around here if it goes down that way. Another thing you have to consider with him is the fact that, okay, if he wins, there's a very good likelihood that he also will still have a Senate that is Republican ran because those things pretty much coincide with one another in this case. I do believe if he wins, that means the Senate remains Republican led. So that still gives him the power to do certain things that he would not be able to do otherwise. However, if he does win and the Democrats control the Senate and the House and he's not able to get his way on several things, what would that lead him to do in retaliation? His interpretation of what a president can and should be able to do already has been very skewed in these first four years. So I can only imagine what the thought process would be at that point. Another thing that would concern me if he wins is the fact that let's look at the several selections he's had to make in terms of his cabinet and people running his, uh, his end of the show in the White House. Never in my lifetime have I remembered four years where so many people end up leaving their posts in the White House for whatever reason. And then in turn come out against the person they work for to the degree that they have. Think about the books by Cohen and Comey and Bolton and all the other former White House staffers who's come out and basically said this man is just unfit to be the president at all. Of course, because of that, now he tends to lean toward people who are quote unquote loyal to him. But many of these people don't have the qualifications that 
your average person who would run said post would. Their main qualifications that they do what he say and they represent him properly in the news outlets. Those things seem to be more important than these people actually knowing their job because when all said and done, these group of advisors are pretty much useless to him because most people say that he listens to his family, the ones that he has in the White House, the Kushners and uh, Ivanka's of the world, as opposed to the people who actually are qualified and know about these things. So these are the people that will have his ear. That is definitely a concern. Another thing you'll have to think about if he indeed would win again is the fact that America's not as well liked as it once was. Now, granted, some countries have hated us for a long time, but I say even less countries like what we have done, particularly these last four years. And unfortunately, many of those countries are our allies, or at least were our allies. We seem to go against the grain of a lot of the things that they are trying to implement worldwide. Remember, this is a president who is not so keen on climate change. A president that feels like America is paying too much of the way for the world in terms of military alliances and things of that nature. These things are rubbing some countries the wrong way. And he doesn't seem to mind or care. He seems to be more concerned about what goes on in dictative countries such as Russia and Brazil, North Korea, and so have you. These things may lead to confrontations that could simply be avoided by having a leader who actually will sit down and at least hear people's point of view. Or at least be more open-minded than this one seems to be. That is an issue. Now, of course, one of the main things that concerns me about if he again wins the White House is the fact that we have learned that when you try to correct his behavior, censoring him in one instance, actually impeaching him at one point, because think about it. This would be the only president who has ever been impeached to gain a second term in the White House. Yes, Clinton was impeached, but that was during his second term, not his first term. So, yes, that in of itself would be concerning because, of course, if he was to do something similar or something maybe even slightly worse. And then, of course, the talk would come up again to try to impeach him again. What good would it do? Would you even get people to back up that situation? Unless it was so basically blatant that you had no choice, he would probably get away with it again. Let's be honest. It would be easy because at that point, he's established that he's very slick. He's not going to uh, cooperate. Under the guidelines that the government has set out, he will find every type of loophole necessary to get away with it. And of course, he will not allow the people that more than likely would be able to say yay or nay as to what happened 
to even have discussions with the Congress, particularly a Congress that would be led by Democrats. So it would kind of get him carte blanche to do damn near whatever the hell he wanted to do, which is very scary. And then, of course, there's the other little smaller factors that, of course, because he is so divisive. And we know that most of the major cities in the country is run by Democrats. And most of the major states are also run by Democrats. Exceptions would probably be Texas and Florida, of course. That that will lead to the biggest few problems of all. What are those problems, yes? We'll talk about those in a few. Okay, we're back. And right now, the discussion for this week's Get Off My Lawn is what if? What if the leader, you know, that guy that's in charge of the White House at the moment, what if he wins again? What are we looking at? Are we ready? How concerned should you be? I think you should be very concerned. And I've laid out some of it, as you know, but now we're going to get to the major reason I would be concerned. Because if you put this person once again in charge of the White House, you leave him in charge during the biggest problem of all, the pandemic. Yes, the COVID crisis, the one that every time it comes up in certain people's minds at this point, they don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They want to even... Forget like it exists. And one of the main reasons why people feel that way is because of how the leader has dealt with it during the whole process. How he basically denied it was even an issue early on. How it was a hoax. How it was being overvalued and basically said to be a thing by the Democrats. How it, once it got started, would go away as if it was nothing. Like it would be no problem at all. How we would be done with it by Easter, by the summer, etc., etc. All these things he has been woefully wrong about. At this point, even, he still seems to go against all the major scientists who have basically stated that, no, we are not turning a corner. We're not turning a corner, man. As he tends to broadcast throughout his little rah-rah rallies we are in fact in a situation where it's getting steadily and increasingly worse by the day last week represented the most reported cases of any week during the pandemic in the united states period and they are broadcasting that this week will be the worst of that still and winter is not even fully here yet. It's just now really starting to be colder in most of the northern states. So we have a serious problem. And in the midst of that serious problem, you would look to leave this individual in charge of it. The one who has badly, terribly mismanaged it in the first place. One. As we sit here now, as of this broadcast, there's still no comprehensive coronavirus relief package set up to be distributed before Election Day. 
if indeed he wins the White House again, how likely do you feel there will be a stimulus package that benefits the masses more so than the corporations and the one percenters? Highly unlikely. Would we even see a second stimulus package? Would there be this big emphasis on the economy as it was in his first term? Now that he has regained control. Will he suddenly have this change of heart and now look to help the middle class and the lesser advantage? Do you really think that's going to happen? Would there even be a second stimulus check of $200? Will at that point be seen like, no, we spent enough money. It's time to get everybody to get back to work and get your wrong. Yes, some Americans, I'm sure, like that idea and concept. They've worked throughout this pandemic. They've made money in some cases, because, of course, you have to think about the Targets and the Walmarts of the world. They've made money hand over fist. It plays to their advantage for it to stay the way it is now, because they look to make a killing, particularly at Christmas time, because if there is a stimulus to be had at that point, if he is in charge, it will be for that reason. So we, the average American, take said $200 and invest it in Christmas so they get that money right back. And then, of course, because he will want to take revenge, because, as you know, the Twitter president is quick to get on those who go against him. He will probably have all type of tirades against the democratic cities and states and look to use the platform that he has gained to punish them, to bankrupt them, to basically make them beg and plead for money in order to operate. Because does he really care about us like that? I don't think so. But of course, if the majority says that he does, they may find out the hardest way of all. And then, of course, we have to consider how long does this go on? Sooner or later, depending on how bad the situation gets, he will be pressed and determined to have a vaccine that is not completely tested and ready to come to play and to start being distributed. Now, because there is no plan set at the moment as to how that will be done, all we know is he plans on having this warp speed military-based distribution to take place, and there is no set plan, just like there has been no set plan for any of this, as far as the federal mandates go, because when they did have federal CDC mandates, he basically watched all the states, for the most part, go against them. And a few that tried to abide by them, he basically downgraded and desegregated. It's hard to be a Michigander at this point because he's at war with our governor, which of course will have to come into play two years from now when it's time to reelect her. If he is the president, the chance of her being reelected is highly unlikely because he will do everything in his power, I think, to make sure that does not happen because of how quote-unquote, well, they get along. 
But then, like I said, you have to be concerned about the fact that he would be in charge of our country during that crucial part of the pandemic. Now, just because most people voted for him and he comes in office, does that necessarily mean that they will in turn take the vaccine because of him? The way he speaks of COVID at times, it's like it would not matter one way or the other. Why is him bothered? They'll just be happy not to wear the mask and stuff anymore. How many people do you get to take the vaccine if you are the leader and many of us don't trust you? Because, yeah, there will be issues if Biden in turn is the president. But will they be nearly as bad as some of the things that we have to look forward to if this particular individual is in charge for four more years? Will we be better off four more years than we are now? Some people say they're better off now than they were four years ago. But do you base that on your finances or do you base that on your state of mind? Because I honestly feel if you base it on your state of mind, you were kind of off to begin with. No way you can see what goes on every day in terms of how this is all being dealt with. And not only be comfortable with it, but be good with it. Be actually even happy with it. The one thing you can say is that with him being in the White House, you definitely had to question just how important government is. What government actually does. I honestly feel that a lot of the votes he got was because people were retired of government as usual. They wanted something different. But did they want something this different? This far off? This disrespectful in charge of the processes that have ran this country for hundreds of years? Things definitely need to be changed at some point. But are we so afraid of change that we actually decide to get this thing one more shot? For God's sake, I hope not. But yeah, those are some of the things that I think about if he's in charge again. So hopefully this what if is just simply that. A what if. A ultimately wasted conversation because in the end we do move on and move forward. And try to work on becoming a whole nation again. And most importantly learn from this lesson. We cannot put a person like this who thinks this way in charge of our democracy ever again. And hopefully we will not do so. So that being said, this will end another week's episode of Get Off My Lawn. Thank you to all those who listen. Thank you also to my podcast partners who have put the word out here about my podcast. You can find the information for it on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast outlets, as well as the Get Off My Lawn home information page on Facebook. Thanks again to all of you who are listening. Be safe, be informed, be smart. Please don't let this happen. 
Until next time, guys. Y'all have a good one.